Welcome to This Week in California Education, brought to you by EdSource Radio. I'm Lewis Friedberg, Executive Director of EdSource. And thanks to the S.D. Bechtel Jr. Foundation for its support of the podcast. This week, the major event, at least in K-12 education, was the release on Thursday of the California School Dashboard, which the state has been working on for a couple of years at least. The dashboard is designed to show how schools are doing on a number of levels, and not only test scores, which has been the main way schools have been evaluated for many years. John Fenstwald has been working away on this issue, as you may have noticed if you've been reading EdSource. But in his place, I'm pleased to have with us Carl Cohn, Executive Director of the California Collaborative for Educational Excellence, which is known to the real insiders as CCEE. Carl and his agency will play a major role in supporting districts that have been identified as needing assistance through the dashboard. Welcome, Carl. Nice to be with you, Lewis. The California School Dashboard has been in preparation for uh, quite a long time, seems like at least a couple of years, and it's now finally up and running this week. In your view, how big a deal is this dashboard? Why, why should we be paying attention to it? The whole idea is now that we have these local conversations about which kids really need the highest level of support, the dashboard and the data that it brings us is a huge help in our getting to those renewed conversations, rolling up our sleeves to get the right kind of help and support to kids who really need it. So it's a huge help and it's a significant move forward for the state. You know, this just seems like such a major shift from the no child left behind regimen or regime, depending on one's point of view that uh, really was focusing just on test scores. This uh, dashboard now includes a number of other measure measures. Some people say it's you know, going to make it more, more difficult to actually really figure out whether a school is doing well or poorly. First of all, do you see this as an important shift away from the whole uh, sort of obsession in some ways with test scores that we've been laboring under for quite a few years? I do see it as a significant shift away from that. One of the things that we know about what took place in the past decade and a half, starting with No Child Left Behind, was that it didn't work. Schools, districts didn't get better with that kind of approach. So-called experts coming in and dictating to folks at the local level, this is what you need to do to boost test scores. And so now we're looking at a full multiple measures approach. I'm delighted at long last that our state has in fact adopted a multiple measures accountability system. I think we will have enriched conversations at the local level that actually get at a wide variety of factors. We're not saying student performance um, with regard to academics isn't important but there are a whole bunch of other things with regard to school climate, with regard to social and emotional learning, with regard to graduation rates, dropout rates that tell us a lot more about how schools and districts are doing. 
Well, you mentioned improvement. Uh, one of the purposes of the dashboard was to identify school districts that are in need of improvement or assistance, I guess, from the state. And the dashboard has shown that if you've identified, or the state has identified, about one in four districts as needing support of some kind. Now, your agency, the CCEE, is in the middle of that. You are supposed to be providing assistance to those school districts. First of all, is the state going to be able to manage to, to provide assistance to that many districts? I think our system of support plan includes a key role for the county offices as the first line of defense. And so part of our job in the next few weeks and months is going to be to work with those counties on what is their capacity to actually serve the districts that are identified. I think part of what the state wants us to do, again back to the notion that the counties are the first line of defense, they also want us to help those counties to get better. And one of our pilots is currently with the Kern County Office of Education, where we're learning about how to better support county office capacity to serve their district. So that's part of the overall plan. I just have to ask you, though, this has been a bit shrouded in mystery as to what kind of support the California Collaborative for Educational Excellence or the counties can provide. I mean, what kind of assistance are we talking about? Basically, how do we take the tenants of continuous improvement and capacity building, how do we get better? To simplify it, there are two school systems in California that won the Broad Prize uh, for Excellence in Urban Education, Long Beach and Garden Grove. Both of those systems got better by improving the capacity of those closest to kids, teachers, school principals, to up their game, to improve. And, and so I like to talk about this issue of capacity building because it's so important and sometimes we get lost in all of the other things but the only way this will be successful over time is if we can actually improve the capacity of those closest to kids to do better. Last question. Uh, this all sounds very exciting, innovative and so on but obviously People are looking for results. The state, parents, advocates, others are looking for kids to do better and uh, come out of school better prepared to succeed in life. How long are we going to have to wait just before we see some real progress here? I once sat down with Michael Fullen, um, international expert on improving schools and districts and has been working in California for some time. And I said, Michael, help me. What's a reasonable amount of time to see improvements? And he said, Carl, if you don't see any progress in three years, you got a problem. And so three years, in my judgment, is a reasonable marker to lay down time frame in which we ought to see positive results. That was Carl Cohn, Executive Director of the California Collaborative for Educational Excellence. We 
here in the studio with Arun Ramanathan, who is CEO of Pivot Learning. We're neighbors here in Oakland. Arun, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Lewis. Well, we wanted just to get your thoughts on the dashboard that came out this week, the California School Dashboard, and the fact that two-thirds of the districts that were identified for assistance or in need of assistance from the state actually fell into that category because of their performance on special ed and also now referred to as kids or students with disabilities. I'm just wondering, first of all, what is your reaction to the fact that so many districts appear to still be really struggling with this population? Well, I wasn't surprised when I saw the data. Uh, the uh, data has been pretty clear over the last several years, not just when you look at the SBAC, but when you look at the, the previous... The SBAC being... The, uh, the, the statewide... Smart, the, the Smarter, yeah, the smarter balance. balance, the statewide assessment. The tests that the students take every spring. Right, right. That so, are aligned with the Common Core. So the lowest performing group of students uh, on the math and the English language arts assessments have been students with disabilities. That performance has been persistent over the course of the assessment, and that performance actually precedes this assessment into the previous assessment, the STAR assessment. So on those indicators, student performance for students with disabilities was very low, and on almost every other indicator of performance, students with disabilities are, are usually on the bottom. But the state has been working on this now for several years. Mike Kirst, who is president of the State Board of Education, has actually made this a priority of the, his term in office over the last eight years. There was a big task force, special ed task force, that, that put forward all kinds of reforms. And um, I think there's a feeling now that not much actually got done in terms of real reforms. Dr. Kirst has been a leader in advocating for special education reform to move up the agenda in Sacramento and at a policy level. Uh, I think the task force, the special education task force that was convened several years ago, put out some great recommendations. I think, though, when you look at uh, what's actually happened since the task force recommendations, any practical efforts at the state level you're basically correct. Uh, there hasn't been very much. But what is the actual challenge here? Because special ed has been, I mean, since the 70s, there's landmark legislation that, that gave special ed kids and parents rights that if they have an individual education plan, they had to get certain services. Now it seems like there's a feeling that these kids have been somewhat segregated and that they are not getting the services they need in regular classes and that teachers aren't regular teachers, not special ed teachers, regular teachers are not really prepared to handle those kids in the most effective way. Is that one of the main issues? Yes, I, I would agree. That is one of the main issues. Um, I came to California from a career in special education in New England. In states like Vermont and New Hampshire, where I worked and Massachusetts where I taught, special education practices were quite a bit ahead of California when I came here in the late 90s. Now, one of the reasons that I came here in the late 90s was to work in San Francisco Unified as an inclusion facilitator because that district was making a big push at that time to include children with disabilities. 
what you in, include them in, in regular classes in regular classrooms and provide supports for teachers supports for the students I think the problem that you've seen really over the course of the past 10 years is that students with disabilities have become something of a forgotten group they're not included in any of the major education policy conversations and haven't been. I'm just really puzzled because the basic thrust of this federal legislation was mainstreaming, you recall that word, to mainstream these kids so they weren't isolated in separate classrooms. And I don't get a sense that that has really happened to the extent that it should have. Yeah, the, the principle under the law is called least restrictive environment or LRE. Uh, I would say that California, in comparison to other states, is probably, again, about 10 to 15 years behind uh, best practice when it comes to making a systemic effort to include children with disabilities in regular classrooms. Now, there are some districts. Uh, you often hear about Long Beach. You often hear about Sanger Unified, you know, other districts that have made very strong efforts motivated by strong education leaders to make that push. The challenge is, is that in general, there hasn't been a state level priority in that area, and that hasn't filtered down to the school district and down to the school level. One of the purposes of the dashboard was or is to identify where school districts need to focus their attention. Do you think this is potentially a positive outcome of the dashboard? It's showing us that special ed, these kids with disabilities need more attention. Yes, I would, I would think it's, a, it's an enormously positive result. Um, uh, and I think the fact that it's happening uh, on the front end of thinking about how to respond to the data and the dashboard is hugely positive, not just for special education, but for general education too. The problem is that we have kept these systems, again, in a very old way, separate in the state of California. And one of the big things that districts should be thinking about as they approach the data in the dashboard is how do we create more inclusive environments? How do we create more opportunities for students to access the regular curriculum. Last question. Mike Kirst has made this now a priority. He raised this issue again at the EdSource Symposium. He put this on the table as one of the two big areas that he felt we had not made enough progress on and needed more attention uh, focused on. What do you think are the prospects for making some progress on this over the next year? I think we have a, a great opportunity. I, again, you know, the dashboard is going to uh, cast a spotlight uh, on the needs of children with disabilities. Um, the challenges uh, for Dr. Kirst and the governor you know, in this last year is galvanizing the rest of the education community. And that means galvanizing also the foundation community, galvanizing the nonprofit community, um, to, to actually think about what practically it would take to support districts to improve outcomes for kids with disabilities. Children with disabilities are the canaries in the coal mine. They tell us about the strength and the quality of our education system for all students, particularly the most vulnerable. I think it's more than about time we start looking at and focusing on their needs. That was Arun Ramanathan, CEO of Pivot Learning, which is a nonprofit organization based here in Oakland that assists work with school districts throughout the state to improve education outcomes. 
For those of you who are interested in finding the dashboards for your school or district, you can go to our website at EdSource. The information is also available on the California Department of Education website, of course. We will be following very closely the impact of these dashboards on student performance and success, and we'd be very interested to hear what you think about them. I also wanted to encourage you to consider making a donation to EdSource, which we would really appreciate. Any contribution that you make will actually be doubled by the Knight Foundation through the end of the year. But if you are considering donating to EdSource, today would be a great day to do it before you get wrapped up in holiday festivities and so on. Just go to our website, click on the Donate button, and uh, really easy, we'll take you just a minute or two. That wraps it up for this week in California education. I'm Lewis Friedberg with our producer, Sarah Tan. Thanks to our sponsor, the S.D. Bechtel Jr. Foundation. And thanks to you for listening and for your support. See you next week.